Hey y'all, it's A Few Minutes with the Pew Podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Maddie. And we have a passion to see people make Jesus number one in their everyday lives. We want to get serious about being serious for Jesus. Will you join us? Hey, everybody, welcome back to the show. I'm Lily, and I'm the only one here today. Maddie is not joining me. It is really weird. I'm just sitting here alone recording, and I wanted to still get an episode out for you guys because we have had a crazy week. I started a couple self-paced college classes, and that has been a lot that I've been trying to get through. And then Maddie had stuff, and we just didn't get the time to sit down together to record a normal episode like we usually do. But I didn't want to leave you guys hanging. I still wanted to upload a podcast episode It's Saturday evening as of when I'm recording this and this episode will go out on Monday. So I didn't want to leave you guys hanging and it's going to be more of a mini-sode. I'm not going to do a full episode alone because trust me, you guys probably don't want to hear me talk for like 20 to 30 minutes alone without Maddie here because the conversations that we have are just so awesome and I love that we get to do that together. But today it's just me and I'm going to read a blog post to you guys. This one I just love. I go back to it and I reread it a lot just because it's one that it convicts me and it also leaves me encouraged and wanting more of Jesus. And so I wanted to read that to you guys today because I think that it will do the same for you. And having somebody read that to you, I think just kind of brings a whole new perspective to mind because when you hear somebody else read it, you hear the passion in their voice, you hear more of the emotion and the tone that they use. And because this is one that is near to my heart, I just hope that it impacts you today in whatever way the Lord wants it to. I'm not sure why I picked this one besides the fact that I just love it and I go back to it and I reread it all the time. So before I get to all of that, you guys know the drill. I'm going to go over a couple announcements. Um, Let's see, what do we have? We have Pinterest, which has been going crazy. We have been doing a lot over there. Maddie and I have been posting a lot of like Christian wallpapers for your phone or um, different social media things that you can share, maybe on your Instagram story or on Facebook. And we are totally good with you guys going over to our Pinterest page following and then using those wallpapers that we post. And there's a bunch more uh, stuff on there. So that's not all, but a lot of what we post on there are wallpapers that you can use that you can screenshot and then post yourself. So we encourage you guys to go check those out. I know you'll love them. And we also have been publishing a blog post on the blog every single Thursday. If you guys are not a part of our blog family yet, be sure to do that because I am just so blown away by how God uses those blog posts to impact so many people every week with the word of God. Not just thoughts that we're sharing and we're writing out and then posting every Thursday day, but the word of God that transforms our lives and transforms how we live and how we think. These are people sometimes that don't know Christ. Maybe you're listening and you're like, okay, I don't have a relationship with Christ and maybe you don't even know why you're here, but let me tell you, I'm glad you're here and I'm glad you're listening and I want you to be encouraged today. Whatever you're going through, I don't know what your circumstances are, what your situation is, but I want you to know that Christ loves you and that he wants a relationship with you. So that is the whole point of why we're here, why we do online ministry, because I just see so much potential 
in posts that stay up, podcast episodes that people encounter and God uses to just bring people to himself. And I'm just so encouraged that he's been doing that and using us and our little platform over here in our little corner of the world and just using it to touch people and encourage them. Be sure to check out our blog and be sure to reshare those posts with a friend maybe that you know needs to be encouraged or challenged in their faith as well. And you guys help us by doing that, by sharing and all that good stuff. Another great update and announcement that I have for you guys, and I wanted Maddie to be here for this, but I will tell you because I don't want to go another week because who knows where we will be by then. But we just hit 7,500 downloads. So we are halfway to 8,000 downloads from 7,000. We just hit 7,000 like was it maybe two weeks ago now? And so now we are almost to 8,000 and I'm so excited about that. Who knows, guys? Maybe we'll hit 10,000 by the end of 2022. How incredible would that be? So excited to see where God takes this. Anyway, I'm going to move on to the blog post here and the title of this blog post, if you'd like to search it, I'm going to actually link this in the podcast description if you want to check it out. So click that link at the bottom there and you can go and read this for yourself as well. If you want to share it with somebody, you can do that. Okay, so this blog post is called These Are the Days, and once again, my mom, our mom, Michelle Hobbs, wrote this post, and I'm just going to read it to you guys, and then I'm going to go through a couple of my thoughts at the end, and then we're going to call it a day, okay, because again, you guys don't want to hear me talk for 20 or 30 minutes. So here's the blog post. I'm just going to read it to you guys. She said, I would like to ask you a question. Please take some time to really think about it and answer honestly. Are these the most spiritually fulfilling days of your life? My family and I are at a ministry conference this week. The speaker yesterday posed that question to us, and I've been mulling it over ever since. What is my answer? Well, in some ways, yes. Overall, probably no. When I think of the most spiritually fulfilling days in my life, I think of the first few years after I got saved. Scott and I were in our late 20s when we got saved, and we were on fire for Jesus immediately. We attended every class we could, we studied the Bible every day, the Word was opened up to us in a powerful way. It was exciting and exhilarating. I remember looking around at other church attendees, people in our Sunday school classes and worship services, and not seeing the joy and excitement I was feeling at the time. I found it odd. I knew they loved the Lord, but the pressing desire to worship, study, and learn new things was not evident. They were comfortable, and if I am honest, I have now grown comfortable as well. Comfortable is a dangerous place to be in the gospel, friends. Revelation 3, 14-17 says, To the angel of the church in Laodicea write, These are the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the ruler of God's creation. I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. You say, I am rich, I have acquired wealth, and do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. Those of us who have been saved and or have gone to church and have done Christian stuff for several years have a tendency to simply get comfortable. We lose our zeal for the gospel. We lose our passion for learning new things, our deep desire to know the Lord more each day. We lose sight of the lost and walk around defeated, thinking there is nothing we can do about the state of the world around us. We are content to remain in a state where we feel no guilt, but there is also no blessing. That, dear Christian, is exactly where the enemy wants you, and precisely where the Lord has warned us not to be. From the verses I previously cited, it sounds like the Lord flat out despises that state. 
when we are comfortable, we are lukewarm and completely ineffective. The speaker from our conference yesterday shared a story from a time when he was in seminary, and he went to listen to an old seasoned preacher. After the sermon, he told one of his professors that he would give anything to be as spiritual as the preacher they had just listened to. The wise professor replied, no, you wouldn't. You don't want to get up at 5 a.m. to pray for two hours like he does. You don't want to spend three hours a day studying scripture. You don't want to spend countless hours serving the hurting people in your community. You don't want to pray with the store clerk or share the gospel with a stranger or fellow classmate. That wise professor said, each of us are as spiritual as we really want to be. Ouch, that is a hard truth, isn't it? You see, when I look back at the days that I would say are the most spiritually fulfilling days of my life, they are the days when I was willing to put a lot of effort into my relationship with Christ. I was praying, studying, and serving every day. They were the days when I learned how to pray with people and share the gospel with them, and I actually went out and did that on a regular basis. They were the days when I saw the truth being ignored and injustice being accepted, and I spoke out in love against it. My most spiritually fulfilling days depend on me and me alone. No one else can lead me into them. I cannot ride into them on someone else's coattail. We are each as spiritual as we really want to be. Friend, do not allow yourself to get comfortable, to become lukewarm in your faith. Can you imagine how wonderful life would be if we would strive to make each day the most spiritually fulfilling day we have ever had? It's not too late for you and me to do just that. I was so encouraged at the end of our service yesterday. After the speaker shared this message, he gave an altar call for those who wanted to commit to making the days ahead more spiritually fulfilling than the days behind. An elderly woman with a full head of white hair and a walker to steady her gait was the first one to make her way down to the altar. It was no easy task for her, but she obviously recognized that there was great reward in making this commitment. Oh Lord, let that be me when I am old and gray. So how beautiful is that? I just love how she phrased everything in that post. It's just, it's this longing. It is just an ordinary Christian expressing this longing and this desire to have the most spiritually fulfilling days that they've ever had. And I think that that's where a lot of us are at in our everyday lives. We want something more than what we're experiencing now. And Maddie and I actually were able to share the gospel with, oh, excuse the dog, she is walking around the house. (laughs) We were able to share the gospel with a group of fifth and sixth grade kids at a campground near us um, a couple of days ago. And I was just being honest with them about how I felt when I was their age, when I was in fifth and sixth grade. And just thinking back on that time in my life, that was actually right before Maddie and I started The Few a couple years before. And I just remember thinking if this Jesus thing, if Christianity is just going to church on Sunday mornings and serving, you know, a couple times during the week or whatever and helping people out, but there's no passion, there's no zeal, there there wasn't all of that involved, then I don't really want that. Like, I don't really want to commit my whole entire life to that. It wasn't like I didn't love Jesus. It wasn't any of that. I was genuinely not interested in just staying and doing the same thing that I had always been doing in church. And so I knew that there had to be something more. I mean, deep down, I had this feeling that there just had to be something more than what I was experiencing at the time. And that was in fifth and sixth grade, guys. Like, I was not old enough to fully understand that desire and that longing, but that is the same desire and longing that mom was explaining in this post that she wrote. 
And so I think that's where a lot of us land on the spectrum in American Christianity today. We want something more than just this Sunday morning, okay, I show up at church and I check the box kind of religion. We want a relationship. We want something deeper than what we've experienced before. We want it to be real. We want to experience something that is genuine and that will change our lives. We're okay with surrendering our entire being and our entire lives and our choices to something that is real, but we don't want the fake fluff that we're seeing in the American church today. Nobody wants to surrender their entire being and their time to that kind of thing. Nobody just wants to show up at church and act like they have it all together all the time. That just doesn't work. We get tired. We get worn out by doing that. But just as mom said, we're each as spiritual as we want to be. And so I guess today my question for y'all is, how spiritual do you want to be? Where are you at when it comes to that question? Are these the most spiritually fulfilling days of your life? What would you say in response to that question? How would you answer that question? Maybe you're doing great. Maybe these are the most spiritually fulfilling days of your life. And maybe, which I have a feeling this is probably where most of us are, we're probably thinking, no, I'm nowhere near that kind of feeling where I feel like I I truly do experience this Jesus thing every day in a real and radical way. So I want to encourage you, if that's you, if you're kind of lost, if you're not sure if these are the most spiritually fulfilling days, or maybe you are sure and you have a firm yes or no answer to that question, I would just encourage you, make that your prayer the way she ends. She says, oh Lord, let that be me when I am old and gray. Will we be like this little old lady who's coming down to the altar because she knows that she wants to make the next days the most spiritually fulfilling days of her life? I just love that. I love that thought and I want that to be my prayer as well. So I want to encourage you, let's pray that together this week. Let's actually make that our heart's desire and know that that is possible. We can have the most spiritually fulfilling days of our lives. It's not something that's out of our reach. The Lord tells us that if we seek him, he will answer us and that if we come before him and we humble ourselves, that he will hear our cry. And so I want to encourage you with that this week. I love how mom says our most spiritually fulfilling days depend on us and us alone. Just like she said, we can't expect someone else to lead us into them or we can't expect to ride into them on someone else's coattail. It has to be us and it's a choice. And to me, it's a daily choice. It's not some one-time decision kind of deal. It is this daily choice that we have to make in ordinary tasks that we choose to make the Lord our first love. We seek to honor and glorify him in all that we do. So that's just kind of what I wanted to share with you guys this week and what was on my heart. I know that's a short kind of thought to share with you, but I hope you find it encouraging and I hope that it is a prayer that you want to pray with me this week. That's kind of my aim and my goal with this episode. So would you join me in a time of prayer? We're just going to pray that, that the Lord would use us and that these would be the most spiritually fulfilling days of our lives. Dear Jesus, I thank you so much for this time and this episode that you have just given me the opportunity to sit down and to share a little bit of what what has been on my heart and that mom shared this in the blog post that she wrote, Lord, that she was just able to be honest with her feelings and her desires and her longings that I think so many of us can relate with. We are wanting these days to be the most spiritually fulfilling days of our lives. 
but so many of us are unsure of what that looks like or how to do that. So I pray that we would just come humbly to you, Lord, that we would really just come with a heart to know you better and to love you more than we did yesterday. Lord, I know we're not going to love you with this perfect, steady, consistent love, but Lord, I pray that each day we would grow in that and that our love would be strengthened for you and for others. And I pray that we would have this personal relationship with you, that no matter our circumstances or what we're going through, that we would come and and just be a part of what you're doing in your kingdom, and that we would want to glorify you in all that we say and do. In Jesus' name, amen. Alrighty, guys, I want to thank you for tuning into this episode. I know it was just me, not as exciting as when Maddie is here joining me, but I pray that this episode was one that just maybe spoke to your heart in a new way this week and was exactly what you needed to hear. So, remember the blog post. Go check that out. I will post the link in the description of this episode, and we will talk to you all next Monday. Bye, guys. (laughs) 